What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the SWAT Podcast, episode number one. Number one. The pilot episode, if you will. So we're just not counting that thing that we did a while ago. No, no, that's just practice. I see. We're we're starting over. Okay. Starting over. So I'm Tyler Samsel alongside Andrew Williams. Hello. And we are going to be talking some sports and who knows what else. True. Who knows what could pop up at any moment. (laughs) (laughs) We've been doing this for a while, different varieties and platforms, but... uh, figure this will be like a fresh start for us for sure i i'm excited to do this like to actually do it right because we've been kind of beating around the bush with this for a while and to sit down and do something that i feel like actually is something for I sure don't know, that that just that feels like a to your point a fresh beginning a new start yeah that's why i figured we'll just call it episode one episode one Swap fresh podcast, start. episode one yeah we don't need to tell anyone what it means nope not unless they ask. Not well. Even if they ask, even we might if, not. Yeah, we might just tell them something that it doesn't even come close to what it means. We bleed blue, <laughs> bleed blue, Dodger blue, Michigan no. blue. Oh, Michigan blue. <laughs> Harbaugh Nation. Oh goodness gracious. So okay, so earlier you came over and we grilled some burgers. You grilled. Some I grilled burgers. some burgers. I might have done it a little too soon before you got here. <laughs> But, uh, you know, my timing was a little off. Lost track of time. This joker sends me... Okay, so he shoots me a text. He's like, hey, burgers are done when you get here. And I'm in, I'm in my car. I had just left. Like, I want, I want you to know. It's like, for people who might not know, like, I'm driving from downtown Frisco, and he lives in Princeton. And, like, I was in the car for maybe five minutes. Not even to, like, 121. I was actually at the light because I, I had kind of, like... I had cut down like serpentine style to get down to 121. I was at the light of Coyton 121 and I was about to make a left on the 121 to go north. And like you sent me that text and I'm like, what time was I supposed to get there? That's why I made sure I included. I was like, I may have been a little early. <laughs> I may have put them on a little too early as I lost track of time. I didn't even lose track of time. I was ahead of time. I feel like though... An argument could be made that is losing track of time. It is, but normally you're late when you lose track of time. Normally, connotatively, that's what people would expect. Yes. There's an implication there, yes, but you did not know what time it was. And yeah, I, I will lot, say a lot happened in the hour leading up to that where I was just like, man, it feels really late. I will say, I thought they were still phenomenal. I nice. thought you did a great job. Thank you. But the one thing I did notice, and something I thought of earlier was so we went to the store to grab meat chips whatever and i'm thinking i don't know if i've ever seen andrew eat a chip are you a chip eater you've never seen me eat a chip i don't think so really do you like chips i do like chips what kind um i mean like tostitos is like a party classic okay like i could always go for some tostitos corn chip i'm not a huge fan of lays lays i know that lays is like everyone really likes those it's kind of like your baseline like yeah. normally it's a good go-to so because if, everybody likes if it. we ever do like a tier list of chips my s tier chip is gonna be ruffles okay i don't know what it is about them i will eat them until i am <laughs> sick okay like I, I i can't i can't stop eating them i just i consume i consume i consume similar as pringles i don't know what it is about pringles Okay. But like you open up the new like cylinder, yeah. You open up the new cylinder of Pringles, and I just eat them until I can't reach them in the cylinder anymore because my hand is too big. Right? Yeah, they're like super salty too, and yeah. you just can't get enough. It just you just keep eating them. That's why I like Lay's a lot. That's why they say you can't eat just one. See, I I can't just eat one. 
But I think <laughs> Lay's are probably like second tier for me, but I will eat them nonstop. Yeah. Um, to answer your original question, definitively, yes, I am a chip person. Okay. But I'm not really like a general snack food person. Okay. And so like it has to be an occasion, like a Super Bowl party or like, you know, I'll bring a bag of chips if like, you know, there's a get together and you're supposed to bring something like I'll bring a bag of chips or like I'll bring a case of water because everyone's got to get home safe, that sort of thing. And I've thought of that because chips are kind of synonymous with like fries you either get one or the other with a meal kind of yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. sandwiches burgers whatever mm-hmm. and you are fry eater machine I, I have two rules with food there is always room for fries yes. that's rule number one mm-hmm. and there is always room for bacon that's rule number two it yes. does it does not matter maybe maybe in the same meal it does not matter yes it does not matter how much you've eaten if there is a piece of bacon left you have room. That's why I thought of the chips because I'm like, well, he's always eating fries, so maybe it's just fries are too good. And I'm like, I don't know if I've ever seen him eat a chip of any kind. What about Cheetos or Doritos? I'm not a huge cheese. Like, I don't, I don't like, I don't know. Those, Some, those are my top two. Yeah, because because yeah. I'm out. Like, I'd rather have Fritos. Fritos are good. Yeah, Fritos are good. But like, I'm just I'm not a huge like flavoring guy. So yeah, and I usually don't go flavor like. I might do salt and vinegar, but like you get to like the sour cream and onion, I'm out. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Like, like Lay's sour cream and onion now. So, I don't know. For me, there, there's nothing that's more appealing in a chip. And this is kind of a ridiculous statement to make, but there's nothing more appealing in a chip than turning it to the back and seeing three ingredients. Right. You have like just S- sodium. Yes. <laughs> like, but the point is like, it's like, you know, flour, you know, corn, salt, right? You're just done. What, whatever the ingredients are, right? Because but I don't really eat chips often, and so like I don't buy chips, so I don't know. Okay. But like the simpler the chip, the more likely I am to enjoy it. Yeah, I'm a big chip guy. Big, I mean, I saw you eating chips with your burger. Yeah. I what will, did I do? I, I just grabbed my burgers on those. and I was just I was good with those. I need a midnight snack. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go get me some chips for sure. So yeah, I did. I did think about that today. I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen him even sample a chip. I'm. I'm. <laughs> sample i'm more more of a sweet tooth guy okay like get an oreo yeah oreo you gotta dip it though in some milk yes okay i mean there's nothing else to dip it in i'll just go eat an oreo by itself it's like saying yes i don't know it did it's something about it it just it tastes like chocolate cardboard without (laughs) the milk You, you get the milk in there and then it just it transforms into something transcendent is that a nostalgic factor is that like something that we did as kids and it just makes it seem so much better i don't think so but if we hadn't done that as kids it would we just wouldn't know how our lives would be different right yeah we wouldn't even think of milk and we just think well it's just a cookie and it tastes great it is a cookie but okay so on the flip side i think that most chocolate chip cookies taste better without milk yeah i usually don't dip a chocolate chip so cookie. like some like some store brought store bought i should say chocolate chip cookies like they can get they're kind of i don't want to say stale it's not the right word but they're they're just firmer yeah and so like dipping those in milk it kind of softens them up okay and it's a major improvement right but like any any cookie you know it doesn't even have to be chocolate chip any cookie that is more malleable to the like to the feel is just going to be better without milk and it's really just the stiff ones that you want to dip and for me oreo falls into that category I'm big on Oreos. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got some Oreos in my pantry right now. Oh, we got some here. You tell me I should bring some next time? You can bring all the Oreos you want. Do you have, do you we, have like, an extra glass of milk for me next time? We have, like, a whole gallon in there. Normally about a half gallons, but they were yeah. out, so we actually have a full gallon in there right so now. So you got to get through it. I think I know what we're doing when we're done. Yeah, okay. probably. Okay. 
normally I see, and I don't really drink milk. And honestly, I don't either until like the last month. I didn't even really eat cereal that much. Okay. So I, that's where I was going next. I don't drink milk per se. Right. But when I'm done with my cereal, I'll slurp down what's left in the bowl. Right. right? So it, you, you get like the little bit of cereal shavings right. that are in there. But it's mostly just milk. And if it's like a fruity cereal, it turns the milk like pink. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm big on Cheerios right now. Okay. And so like the milk... It has like a little bit of like honey in it. Yeah. At the end, like it tastes pretty good. But I, so, so I'm not really a milk drinker. Right. But I am a huge chocolate milk drinker. I love chocolate milk. It's so good. And then I always get cravings for it. But as far as milk, I used to drink it as a kid all the time. And I still like it. It's just until recently, I hadn't really ever eaten breakfast, I guess, consistently. So I only thought of milk for that. I do have something that has been weighing on me for weeks that I have to get off my chest right now. Is it milk related? It is chocolate milk related. And I'm actually starting to cry right now because Waffle House doesn't use Trumu. Did they before? Yes. Oh, they they switched? They were Trumu. They were whole milk, chocolate milk, Trumu. If you went to Waffle House and you ordered chocolate milk, you're getting Trumu whole milk. And now they're not. And now they're not. And I don't... I don't know, like, have I been lied to? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, this, this is nothing against, it's, it, honestly, it's nothing against the new chocolate milk that they have, right? Because it's good. It's, it's chocolate. It's hard to screw up chocolate milk. You just find a brown cow, you milk it, you move on. Right. But, but the point is, it's not true moo, okay? And, and it's not what you're used to. I, it, that's not the problem. The problem is that true moo is actually just better, okay? And it is it is the it's the ruffles of chocolate milk okay okay it's just it's just better it's just better it's just better it's s tier and everything else can only be a plus man they're selling out over there at waffle house aren't they i tell you what i was there at like two in the morning that's unfortunate that's unfortunate what that i was there at two in the morning well they still have waffles right yeah okay well that's good well we were talking about in one of my fantasy football leagues that being a punishment it went viral recently that that was our league yes okay so it was it yes. was the league that you're in yeah our and i feel like that wouldn't be a punishment 24 hours well maybe in, not for you tw- 24 hours straight in a waffle house you get one hour taken off of your stay for yes. every waffle that you eat while you're there you would love that i don't i, w- I wouldn't even need a waffle i would order everything else <laughs> right you just I would stay. stay the whole 24 hours <laughs> just order the non-trumu so apparently the dude like the post that went viral that was talking right. about it he had nine waffles in a day. Yeah. That's a ton, yeah. dude. Like, I go to Waffle House, like, I would say twice a month. Mm-hmm. And, like, I am full when I leave. Now, I'm not full enough that I can't have that last piece of bacon. We already right. talked about that. Or but, some fries. But, like, those waffles, man, that sits heavy. And to have nine of those, like, I think he, he had to be struggling the rest of the week. If I remember right, I want to say he tried to knock out, like, three or four, like, immediately. And he couldn't. There's no way. Well, I think he did. I think There's he, no way. I think he did like two or three at least in like the first hour, hour well, and a half. If he eats nothing else, sure. Right. And well, okay. yeah, yeah, he didn't eat anything else. Okay. It was just bring me a waffle, like no hash browns, no bacon, no nothing. <laughs> so uh, what, what What? are the Waffle House employees thinking? when? The, so this guy shows up yeah. completely like normal. Just a random dude goes into a random I Waffle House. I hope they house. gave him a heads up. Like, hey, I'm going to be They'd here a while. They have to. Because like after you eat, like they're going to bring the check. 
because right. they're going to try and turn that table over and get someone else in there. At least when you first get there, you got to tell them. But I figured they might have told him like earlier in the day or something, and he probably didn't eat all day, so he can knock out a couple waffles immediately. Okay, so, so we actually, I can offer a little bit of insight here into like Waffle House in general. Like there's only a couple of days of the week that you would actually want to do that because otherwise... Like, the Waffle House that's off of White Avenue in McKinney, mm-hmm. if it's a Saturday or a Sunday, that place is popping. Like, 45-minute yes. wait to sit yeah, down. Yeah, we, tr- we went by there the other day, and it was, like, out the door. And so, like, if 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 our Fantasy League, for example, was set up to where it's, like, you guys spend 24 hours in Waffle House, you have to do that During respectfully. And, like, I would show up at, like, 5 in the morning or something like that right. where you know you're going to be able to sit down and have a conversation with an employee that's, like... I have to be here for 24 right. hours. Like a Monday or I Tuesday will night. spend enough money that like I'm keeping my table, you know, like, but that's the thing is like, who thinks about running up a Waffle House tab? You go there, you spend a few bucks, you get a ton of food, you leave happy, right? right. You tip well. But like to think about that would be the punishing part for me is to like go to Waffle House and spend like 60 bucks because I'm just there for 24 hours. How much is a waffle? Like one just waffle? a waffle by itself. I mean, it's got to be like three fifty four dollars. Okay. Like the thing is though, is like you get it in the meal, and the, the prices just went up. Uh, and this is probably COVID related because like you used to be able to go in, and you'd get like the all star special, yeah, which is like waffle. You could have eggs your way, like eight bucks, ham, bacon, or sausage, hash browns or grits, and then toast your way, right? And like all of that used to be like six six fifty. A few years ago, it went up to like seven eighty. And now it's like nine twenty five. Yeah, it it's like that everywhere. Every yeah. place is just going up. Oh, at least it's not rising as much as housing. That's true, dude. That's true. And that's not even a topic I want to talk about. <laughs> so like, we should stick to the waffles here. Yeah, and so we we mentioned that in our group, and I I wanted to try something different, so I I didn't vote for that. Although dude. it would be funny. <laughs> the one okay, the option that i think would actually be hilarious <laughs> is to take the sat or the yes. act again. okay that's what i voted for yes that's what i voted for because i have not seen that anywhere it's completely oh ridiculous yes because we've been out of high school so long I, this is my 10 year like i would i would study up so hard and i would oh i wouldn't I, I would, would intentionally not study. I, I would do the ACT though, because I've done yes. the SAT. Mm-hmm. I would do the ACT and just try to like knock it out of the park, like so, intentionally. So, so I did both back in high school. I took the SAT and the ACT, and I tested much better on the ACT. And so, like, if I were to take one of them again, I would take the ACT again, just because I feel like that was a test. That... Is it shorter? No, um, but the SAT you don't get penalized if you don't put an answer right but you get penalized if you put a wrong answer right and so if you don't know the answer you don't guess it's like a quarter point if you miss and yeah. it's like one point if it's, you get it right so like on the sat like it is conceivable that you could be close but get the wrong answer mm-hmm. and being close is worse than just never looking at the question right right and so like just that i guess style of test design just it, it didn't sit well with how i took tests uh, whereas the ACT was a standard, what people would, I mean, they're all standardized tests, but like it was more of a standard test procedure right. in that you either got the question right or you got it wrong. Right. And there wasn't There's a, no middle ground. there was no tier system of right. answers on your test. It was either the right or the wrong right. answer. It wasn't a minimal deduction yeah. or a huge promotion for getting it right. Yeah. I mean, so, so you haven't taken the ACT? No. Okay. 
but that would be really funny. I think we should do that. That's dude. That is I've never so, finished last in a fantasy league in my life, so I'm not worried so about it. Badly, the one that I want. So honestly, we can choose whatever. Like I'm not gonna end up doing it probably. Oh, classic um, Tyler. <laughs> classic Tyler. I'm, I'm I'm not gonna be the one doing this it. This is but, gonna be the year that you take Saquon with like the seventh <laughs> pick because he keeps falling in every league. The thing is though, we need. And they would never allow this unless if we were the only person in there. But we need to be there oh, or have yes. a camera. Yes. But they wouldn't allow us to do that with other students there probably. But so, we need to make that happen. So I actually don't know what the process for non-students taking the ACT is, right? That's true. Yeah. Like, do we have to be enrolled? I, I doubt it. Well, I'm, I'm sure because, I mean, so at colleges and universities, like if, if you were anybody who was just looking to go back to school, like I'm sure that they would want some sort of standardized test that's recent. Unless, and so like, I'm sure that this is the sort of thing that happens all the time, but I just, I don't know of it happening. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not familiar with how to go about getting it done. Cause like when you're back in high school, like yeah. they just open all the doors for you and they're like, here, contact these people. It costs this much. Do right. that. But like nowadays it's like, man, you're telling me I have to pull out my phone and actually search something on Google. Yeah. You could probably sign up for it. Like you don't have to be enrolled. Cause I wasn't enrolled. I was still in high school. Like, yeah. I wasn't going anywhere yet. And I yeah. took it like at the beginning of the year, like yeah. senior year. Yeah. I think I, th okay. Now you got me thinking. Like, I think I, think I, took, I took it took, in, like, October. I think I took the SAT as a sophomore, and I think I took right. the ACT as a junior. And right. those were literally the only times I took it. Yeah, like, I don't think I took it again take as a senior. you can take it multiple senior. times. Yeah. So, yeah, we could probably get somebody to sign up for it. Now, we wouldn't be able to see them. I doubt it. Because they're, they're real strict about being in there, especially yeah. now with COVID and stuff. Yeah. But, but what we could do is we could sit outside the testing center and just, like, you know campfire stories type like right trying to imagine what's going on in there get like a pre-game interview and a post-game interview <laughs> that is i gotta say that is one of the internet trends that like really warms my heart is like people are doing more like fake press conferences right now. it's like it's just a dad it's like all right so tell us about the trip to the store you know right and he's like well i you know we really struggled in the first half uh lost my kid in the cereal <laughs> aisle he was off looking at golf balls, you know, like that sort of thing. And then maybe we uh, get like a little Maury Povich uh, setup going and the results are in. Oh, no. And see the score. Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. I think we should make that happen. Uh, that, that was my vote. I don't know if it if it got that any, was my vote. too. If it got any other votes. It tied. That. It tied with Waffle House. OK, well, then we should do that because I haven't seen anybody do that. And at least Waffle House has been done. It's yeah. been there, done with. I mean, how how humiliating would it be to just know that you're half as smart as you were 12 years ago? And, and you're like twice as old as the kids in there. Yes. <laughs> oh, they're all 15 and you're 30. Oh, no. Yes. That would be the worst. Especially if the oldest person in the league were to lose. <laughs> okay, who was... Well, actually, that might be me. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe, actually... I can't confirm that, but it might be me. Okay, that's, scratch that's that. It's not the oldest person. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> that's great. All right. All right, should we get into NFL? <laughs> I mean, we can get into whatever you want to get into, right. man. Speaking I mean, of, it is funny. We, we typed this up as a sports yeah. podcast, and we're talking about Waffle House and the ACT. Hey, speaking of football, it was fantasy football related. That is so true. There it we was go. a fantasy football punishment. I will give you that segue. As drafts wind down this week. It's a stretch. You know, normally the games start this week, but True. now we got an extra week. So, yeah. All right. So, yeah, we got some NFL storylines. Uh, the one this week that really hit 
uh, the headlines was Cam Newton being released. Just straight up cut, dude. Just cut. Like, I, I'd have to imagine that they picked up the phone and called, like, the Texans to talk about a trade package. Right. Because that quarterback room is such a mess down there in Houston. And, like, I believe in Rod Taylor. Don't get me wrong. But the last time that guy was on an NFL field, his lung was punctured by the team doctor. And like, Dude, I feel so bad for him. Well, well and so we're going to talk about a player who's on the other end of the luck spectrum yes. later. But like, he is just perennially unlucky. Now, it might have been one thing. Where like, they, they could have just sent out like an email or something like, hey, we're going to cut Cam, but if anybody wants to trade for him real quick type of thing they may not yeah. have reached out to like so one that way you don't team. have to win a negotiation right you don't you have can to... just have him right a negotiation i don't think they go on waivers if you're a, a vet i forget the rule on that but i think if you're like a vet of so long you kind of pass through you don't do the waiver thing okay. you're just you're just released yeah um but yeah so now you don't have to win negotiations but yeah it was like is he gonna be the starter is mac jones gonna be the starter and it was it seemed very split amongst people around the team yeah um plus he had the uh whole i don't know if you heard about the their announcer guy saying that he didn't like him listening to music during practice <laughs> that whole thing went down last week man i saw i i did hear about that and i saw it was like it was a tweet that was basically just talking about that situation and it was a video of tom brady dancing to music during practice right and it's like it's so dumb. The, the double standard it's of huge. New England media and like just just everybody. Everybody has a double standard. Yeah. You might not know you have one, but you have one. But just the double standard in this particular case, like they were looking for a reason to not like Cam Newton and they are looking for reasons to like Mac Jones. Right. Right. And like that is very obvious. We have dealt with that in another league that we've played in ourselves of just like people will find reasons to not like somebody because they want to like someone else. Right. And I think that's what's happening in New England. And to to Cam Newton being released, because that's where this started, he has to get a job somewhere. Yeah. Right? Like, Well, he's definitely better than probably every backup in the league. And I'd, Even if he's not good. I'd say he's what? better than a couple of starters. Right. The backups in this league are terrible. He might be better than Mac Jones. He might be. Right? Like, but that's where the hope comes in. And what you're yes. talking about, they want to like him yeah. because there's more hope there. Because yeah. he's not injured. And I mean, he's not 30. And he's a first-round pick. Cam Newton is probably the second-best quarterback in the AFC East. <laughs> it's it's very... And he was cut yes. by the Patriots. And he would probably be the second-best or third-best quarterback in the AFC South. Now, do I... I don't really blame the Patriots. I don't either. And, and, so. and so, so here's why, right? Like, they got the guy that they hope, you know, and this goes back to expectations. You want to like right. somebody. They got the guy that they hope they can turn the franchise over to. And he's going to play eventually. And and to be fair, to be fair to Mac Jones, he did nothing wrong and actually performed quite well in the action that he got to see during the preseason, during training camp, during mini camps, during all of that. He has done nothing but impress. But is he going to be able to translate his game to the speed of the NFL when in college his team was always the higher speed team? Right. right. Whereas, Nobody was ever faster than that. Yeah. Especially when you got a Heisman winner <laughs> yes. outside. He would, that, and that's the thing. He was throwing to the Heisman winner. Right. It wasn't the other way around. Right. It, it, it's not like a wide receiver who makes a quarterback. Right. Right. Like, and their he best... is the quarterback who may have been made by having 
what was it, two top 10 picks? Yeah. At wide receiver? But one of them didn't even play, and they yeah. still dominated. Gosh. Jalen Waddle missed like the whole year. Yeah. Except for the last couple where he was like 70%, which I couldn't mm-hmm. believe he was playing because he was a for sure first round pick. Yeah. And he came back from injury. But yeah, they did all that with basically one dominant receiver when they could have had two or three because they got other studs up and down their roster. Yeah. But yeah, his his evolution is going to get kick-started immediately. Well, and, you talk about and 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 here's here's where it gets tricky, right? Is Peyton Manning led the league in interceptions. Yeah. Is that still the record? Yes, for most I believe so. Yeah. Wait, Jameis Winston threw over 30 though. But that wasn't his rookie year. True. I think it's so a rookie So it's a record. record for rookies. Yeah. Okay. Um but like that that's kind of what I'm getting at is even if whatever Mac Jones does this year might not matter in terms of his in terms of what he's going to be long term right. as a quarterback. It, yeah, you and need it, that experience. And so the question is, would you rather go the Peyton Manning route and just throw him to the Wolves year one and just let him continuously fail and hope that he's the type of person who believes in himself enough to know that he can still get it done? Or would you rather go the Patrick Mahomes route, which they have obviously opted not to do, right? and sit, sit him behind a veteran quarterback who's definitely past his prime and you have a lower ceiling right. as a team if this guy plays? And they could have made the change later in the year. Right. But it, it's just interesting because there's, there's no one way to do it. Right. Right. Like Dak Prescott was not supposed to be a quarterback for the Cowboys. Right. And then Tony Romo breaks his back. Speak and up. then Kellen Moore breaks his ankle. Right. Both of those things had to happen. And then the Cowboys win 11 of the first 12 games. Another luck. Right? Another, <laughs> well, but his luck might have changed for the worse. We can talk about that some other time. Yeah. But, but getting to the situation he was in. Yes. Took it, a lot. And so, like, there's no one way to develop a quarterback. There's, there's no five ways to develop a quarterback. Right. Like, you just got to know your personnel. I, I think that developing a quarterback is just like developing an NBA superstar. Like, you can develop NBA role players. Yes. But you have almost no control over the development of an NBA superstar. They either have it right. or they don't. And it, it's very pass or fail. There's not a whole lot of middle ground. Like, the Teddy Bridgewaters of the world are very rare. In, right. that, in that they won't lose you games, but they won't win the you Alex games. The Alex Smiths. Right? Those guys. Alex Smith, Teddy Bridgewater, those yeah. guys come to mind. Because like I can't even say Kirk Cousins yeah. because he'll make... Terrible Bone, decisions, stupid head. mistakes, yeah. late in games that cost his team chances to win. Jameis Winston comes to mind. Yep. Guys that have just that. And so what they're game managers. And and yes, what I think Mac Jones is, is maybe one of those that you you hope that when he goes when he takes the field, he's not gonna do anything that's gonna help you lose games. Right. And you're hoping that he's good enough to distribute the ball enough and that that those people will make plays and that you can win games but it it's a very interesting route to go and they're not even the only team doing that in the AFC East and if they're doing that I would I would say trust them in their you know evaluations yeah that they know what they got and that this kid's ready because normally so. they're not ready, especially unless you're like the first pick of the draft. Yeah, you're normally not playing week one, really, unless you're in the top three. I mean, something that I did hear that it was about Belichick and how Tom Brady almost won the starting job before the season from Drew Bledsoe, mm-hmm. but he didn't. 
and they started Bledsoe, and then when Bledsoe got hurt, had to leave that game, right? They never looked back because they were already ready to turn the keys over to Brady, right? Right, and, and so Bledsoe was better than Cam Newton is now. Yes, <laughs> way. Yes, right, and 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 that's kind of what I'm getting at is I think that Belichick, and you know, I I wonder how many of like Patriots front office personnel are involved in this decision making, but I feel like this is them saying we didn't believe in ourselves 22 years ago right but it they lucked out and it happened for them but it ended up panning out right and now i think that they're saying whether or not we truly believe we need to make our own luck because we're probably the third best team in our division and we have to start becoming the best team in the division again and then we can start talking about becoming the best team in the conference again and the reason and this is probably true of a lot of teams the reason you cut him rather than keep him is i think they had a very mutual respect for each other yeah cam and new england because cam was on uh, a podcast i am athlete on youtube with like brandon marshall ocho cinco and they just you know they're just like barbershop talk you know around table and it was really interesting because he was like oh yeah i'd go back in a heartbeat this was before he re-signed with them and talking about what happened throughout the season with his covid and it was just mutual respect for him, for the Patriots. And a lot of them had played for the Patriots, these yes. guys talking. And Brandon Marshall had played for Josh McDaniels in Denver. Yep. So they all had that kind of New England factors in their careers. And they all had great things to say. But so I think he had that respect. They had the respect for him to just release him. Maybe he'll catch on somewhere else. And there's one place that really stands out to me that would probably sign him immediately. Who's that? Washington. The football team. The football team. The nameless football team. No, they're named the football team. Okay. They're named the nameless football team. Sure. <laughs> because one... WFT. They have no quarterback. They got Fitz. They do have Fitz Magic. So, but... We do, s- they, do they still have Kyle Allen? And what what about mm, Taylor Heineke? Taylor Taylor Heineke's there. I don't think Kyle Allen is. It okay. was mainly those two. It was Fitz and Heineke. Okay. But Ron Rivera's the head coach. Yes. That is true. It's the, it's the Carolina connection. It's... It's always about connections in the NFL. Who's yeah. played with who? Who's coached with who? Coaches always bring in the same coaching staffs or guys that they've coached with before. They've they'll bring in players. I tell you what, Ryan Fitzpatrick gets hurt this year, and you know, knock on wood that that doesn't happen. But if something happens to Ryan Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. or Taylor Heineke, something happens in that quarterback room, I guarantee you they're going to be calling Cam Newton. They should probably call him right now because I don't know if Heineke is really an answer, but. I don't know. He played well for one quarter of a playoff game. Well, that's good. <laughs> I don't think he won an MVP, True. even though that was years ago. Yeah, he didn't win 15 games in one season. But, I mean, they should be on the phone with him now because he's probably going to get a backup job, but that would make the most sense as far as him maybe actually starting for a coach that he's already played for. Yeah, and I've heard some noise that the Cowboys might even be interested in getting Cam Newton as a backup. Well, I don't think it's going to happen now. <laughs> they claimed Will Greer today. That is true. So... I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen, um, and I don't think that really would have fit for them per se. It would have been better than Cooper Rush. Yes, I will say. That. But Will Greer is also better than Cooper Rush. Probably Taylor Heineke is probably better than Cooper Rush. I would. I would say so. Like you know, it, if you were to say that, okay, maybe Mac Jones is like a bottom five starting quarterback in the league this year, so he'd be ranked twenty eight to thirty two. Like, and in terms of like what we expect out of them. Cooper Rush is a bottom five backup quarterback. It's not good. Like, he's probably a practice squad quarterback. Right. And, like, 
Normally you cut those guys. Has anybody made more of a career on one good preseason game than Cooper Rush having that preseason game in like 2019 where he was like 95% completion with two passing touchdowns? It's like you're facing college players. Maybe the I don't speed. I don't know if it was a preseason game per se, but Chase Daniels made a pretty good living doing a whole lot of nothing in the regular season, holding a lot of clipboards. Dude, he plays he plays his preseason games, you know, and he signs a new contract. And so and so we joke about that, right? Like we joke about Chase Daniels, and like another name that comes to mind to me is is Chad Henney. Yeah, guys that stick but around then, a long time. But then you have chad henney for the chiefs in the playoffs you have that moment right and like the entirety of what they had invested in chad henney having him on the roster it was it came to fruition right. in one moment or brian hoyer with the texans and yeah his five interceptions in the playoffs <laughs> although well, he's okay. still so managed spe- to speaking around. of five interceptions and this goes back to tarod taylor what were the bills thinking putting in nathan peterman if if they didn't have josh allen like sean mcdermott would look so bad because yeah. he was that coach, right? That was like his first um, or second year? I think so. I think it might have been his first year. Yeah. and they're Because the, they made the playoffs. Yeah, they were in the middle of a playoff hunt, and they made the quarterback change against a team, the Chargers, that they were fighting for that last playoff spot. Unbelievable. And it was the dumbest move I've ever seen. I'll never forget that day because I missed that game because I was at Six Flags. I'll never forget it because I looked at my phone. I'm getting all these notifications about five interceptions in a half and i'm like in a half in a, in one half how do you do that in a half you don't even get like five possessions in a half sometimes sometimes like, well you do when you only take 10 seconds right. per possession well, yeah maybe if it's if they're all pick sixes you're getting the ball right back <laughs> but <laughs> does it even count as the other team having possession of the oh, ball man and by the way peterman still might be in the league is he still with the raiders he might. He was like a third stringer be, last year because they had Mariota as the backup, right? Yeah, but he was still on their roster. I don't know if he made the cuts. That'd be Unreal, something to look man. into. Unreal. But how <laughs> that guy's still around? Nathan Peterman. <laughs> oh my god! What a. I mean, what a terrible decision. <sighs> what a legend. You know what? Good for him. Good for him. He well, made history. So I think that this is actually this also ties into what we were talking about because Terod Taylor is similar to but i wouldn't say the quality of the teddy bridgewater right like, yeah he's, he's gonna make a lot of safe decisions yeah. he can extend plays with his legs pick up first down on right. a third and long He'll with his legs some chains but he's right? not gonna wow you but but his ceiling as a quarterback your team's ceiling as a quarterback is lower than what it could be with just a more pure arm talent right right and that that had to be what the bills were thinking especially with a Nathan roster Peterman. like he has in houston yeah oh and the goodness. bills roster was was definitely gaining momentum yeah, at yeah. The time. i mean look at where they are now three yeah. years later so I, I feel bad for him there i feel bad for him in in uh, la with the chargers but Dude. I'm, I'm rooting for him. It's going to be a rough year for Houston, but I'm definitely rooting for him, and hopefully he can put up some numbers somehow. Well, so let's talk about the other end of the spectrum here. Let's talk about what has to be one of the more fortunate, just like luck follows this guy around, players that I have ever seen in my life. Good for him. Ser- like, And I have nothing against this guy. I actually had him on two fantasy leagues last year. Right. I just like... He was the bell cow. He was the rookie sensation that I am he picked ta- up on. Yes, I am talking about Jaguars running back James Robinson. You know what? Good for him. This guy undrafted, right? was undrafted free agent going into last season. And what happens? Leonard Fournette becomes a freaking head case. Right. Like, and it, I don't even want to put it on Fournette. Like, just something happened between him and the right. team. It just that didn't, relationship just it was it, it was gone. It was gone. 
And the guy who had like the most capital invested in him in terms of like where they was drafted, right. what he was making, Next was Ryquel Armstead. And this guy got on the COVID list during training camp twice. Twice. <laughs> Some things just happen. How is that? They happen for a reason. So so they end up just releasing Leonard Fournette. Right. Right? And and similar in the Cam Newton vein, it's like you're telling me that not a single team in the league is like, here's a second here's a seventh round pick in four years. Right. We'll take Fournette. Right? Like you can't even you're not getting anything back. You're just releasing yep. the guy. And then Fournette ends up going to the Bucks. Doesn't matter. But also if you trade for him, there's more money you have to pay him. Yeah. But yeah. So Ryquel Armstead completely botches his chance to be an NFL starting running back in in two months. Right. Right. And like, and once again, I don't want to put it on him. COVID disease. Sometimes you can get it and not even know you have it. It's just bad right? luck. You just you're around the wrong people at the wrong time. It's just bad luck. Or in James Robinson's case, good it's luck. really good luck, which continues again. And yeah. how is that? Okay. So so the Jaguars do. The dumbest thing imaginable. So, so let me. Well, let, he had a great rookie year. Yes, great. Okay, okay so, so let me set up the context here. James Robinson is coming off of a phenomenal rookie season, and that was with as an undrafted the, free agent, missed like the last two or three games, making the league minimum, whatever he's you know just to get an opportunity to be right. on the roster Maybe is what he signed for in Jacksonville, five hundred thousand or something, something. So they have completely lucked into a bargain in terms of roster value right what do they do those rookie contracts man they turn around and they spend a first round pick right on like a third round projected running back now did they trade up for that pick i mean they definitely acquired the pick from someone else okay but it wasn't during the draft they had it going into the draft okay but travis Etienne from clemson who, you know, backfield buddy with Trevor Lawrence. And so, like, I can understand maybe what they were trying to do. But this is, and it, to me, this is a sign that Urban Meyer is not going to work in the NFL. And hear me out. Those types of relationships, those types of chemistry things work when the talent isn't as high. And you get to the NFL level, like like when Justin Fields gets his head taken off, by a front side rusher. You get to the NFL, the speed of the game's different, the talent of the game mm -hmm. is different. Things don't work the way that they did in college. I think of Larry Brown when he was on when he coached the Pistons and how he just like got a bunch of the dudes he coached right. and it was a mess, mm -hmm. right? And so like that type of decision to well we want, you know, and, and this is just speculation on my part, but we're bringing in a rookie quarterback, we're going to bring in someone that he's comfortable with, someone that he's played with. You can't afford to think like that. And it's a running back quarterback relationship was which to me isn't as necessary as say maybe a wide receiver quarterback. I agree, but there's actually a part of this that makes it even more egregious than you may think. It's a first round pick. Yeah, I hate taking running backs in the first two rounds. It, and and it's it's hate it's, it. it's less about it being a running back and it's more about to me they took someone with that pick that there is no chance that in their draft room they thought it was the best player on the board. It could there's, there's no chance. And a first-round pick in the NFL, according to the rules of the CBA, there's a fifth-year option. 
Mm-hmm. We saw the Ravens do it to get Lamar Jackson. They traded up to the last yeah. pick of the first round but that to usually, get the fifth-year option. Right. That usually only happens with quarterbacks. You're not going to spend a fifth-year option on a running back. You might because you don't want to sign him to a long-term deal. But the fifth-year option is almost a franchise tag. It, it, it is, basically. It, it, yes. In, in terms of how it works against the cap, it is the franchise tag. But it's not the franchise tag right. because you can still use the franchise tag. And they... Most of the times, you'll see these running backs you saw with like Zeke or somebody. They want the fifth year option because they don't want to sign him to a long term deal worth yeah. more guaranteed money, and then they'll franchise him again. Yep. And they'll basically try to extend it, yeah, to where you get the most out of him in his first six years, and then you just let him go. It's career. Le'Veon Bell. There, there's his prime. Le'Veon Bell. His prime's over. Todd Gurley. Yes. Todd Gurley's not even on a roster right now. I know. He was drafted one year after Zeke. Yep. And was so dynamic. Yep. What was it, 2018? Uh, 10th overall pick, wasn't he? Yeah. And he had that amazing one year. Well, I mean, he was really good, you know. No, Gurley was the year before Zeke. Zeke I'm, I'm Zeke pretty was... sure. Because Gurley signed his extension way before Zeke did. Okay, he was 15 and Zeke, and was, Zeke six... was 16. Okay, I... why am I yeah. thinking Zeke was 14? No, okay, whatever. because Zeke and Dak were okay, both but yeah. 2016. Okay, so one year earlier, but now yes. he's already out of the league, basically. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, and and that's the thing, dude. But that's is running backs, particularly at that position. You're not going to spend the the fifth year option on a running back, and you don't want to sign him long term because you, you you struck gold. You won the lottery. Right. You, you had an James. undrafted free agent who is the luckiest player in the right. league. If you feel like you need another running back, then you know you just get one later in the draft. Go go find a free agent. There's there's very reasonable running backs out there i mean the texans kept five running backs on their 53 who are the three best who are the three best running backs in the league in your opinion right now right now well one is definitely christian mccaffrey yes and he was the eighth pick of the draft right and dude's a stud yes but he's such a good pass catcher route runner that's the thing he could also be a top five slot receiver right he's phenomenal he's just that good and he's also a top five return man but they don't want to waste his stamina in special teams, right? Because they need him for offense. God, he's so good. I love watching him play. Um, and who, who, in your opinion, who are the other two? Because there, there's two that come to mind for me. It's Derrick Henry, yes, and Dalvin Cook. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, neither for of sure. neither of them were first round picks. Right. I mean, Christian I, McCaffrey was yeah. eighth overall. I and mean, that, I might take Chubb or Jones over Cook, but I think they're all in the same category. Yeah, you know. But yeah, for sure. I think Henry and McCaffrey are one too, for sure. Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara. Like, none of these people are first-round picks. Right. The only ones that are are Saquon and Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. And then the ghost of Zeke. <laughs> right, the ghost. That dude is not the same player he was oh, four years no, ago. no, no way. Yeah, they they really messed yeah, up I was seeing a stat the other day, and I actually don't know if it's true, and so I, I almost feel bad bringing this up, but that Ezekiel Elliott is the only player in NFL history that in his first six seasons in the league, five seasons in the league, however long he's been in the league, he has rushed for less yards. Oof. First player in NFL history. Yeah, that's not good. Most yards he ever ran for? Rookie season. Yeah. Second most yards he ever ran for? Second season. <laughs> right. Like, he literally has had less rushing yards every season. And so, you know, there's a case to be made that they're going more pass-heavy right. in the past couple of years. I get that. And especially last year, they weren't going to necessarily let him beat them but with backup quarterbacks there's but, there's one highlight yeah. that comes to mind when i'm talking about zeke he's struggling and it was when he was handed the ball in the backfield and clay matthews just had him dead to rights and he just puts the dirtiest spin move i think i've ever seen 
on Clay Matthews barely gets touched, mm-hmm. breaks the run to the outside. Yeah. That player does not exist anymore. No. He can't he either can't do it or doesn't want to do it. Right. Right? Because like he clearly has the talent within his body to play like that. But he hasn't played like that since like his second year in the league. Right. And he's not the pass catching option that some of these other guys are. Yeah. Even like James Robinson would be a guy out of the backfield yeah you know that you could rely on well they're gonna have to rely on him because yeah. they spent a first round pick on someone did he tear his acl no Travis he, Etienne? he had a achilles foot, foot. achilles oh no it's the list frank yeah right foot fracture who was the achilles who am i thinking of i don't know someone hurt their achilles it might not even be football. everybody I'm, I'm such a spaz <laughs> i'm sorry yeah foot injury out for the year travis Etienne. by the way they that pick was part of the Jalen Ramsey trade. Right. To the so they got it from the Rams. Or for the Rams, yeah. Yeah. This actually this article has it wrong. It says Chargers, but yeah. They did not trade Jalen Ramsey to the Chargers. No, they The got, Chargers weren't even in LA they when they made that trade. Wrong LA team. There's yeah. so many LA teams now, you know, it's hard so to keep up with. Stupid. There's not even a <laughs> arguably not even a big enough market for one NFL team in LA because LA is a basketball and baseball town. Right. It, it's one of the few major sports towns that's not a football town. They just need two teams in every sport. That's what, next. Clearly. They, they're going to have another hockey team. Please no. <laughs> they have like four teams in the Staples Center. Please no. <laughs> anyway, speaking, so of, speaking Jacksonville, of Jacksonville, the Packers Saints, Hurricane Ida, has now relocated that game to Jacksonville. It's true. Not sure where Jacksonville's playing week one because it's Jacksonville. But the Packers and Saints, the Saints will now host the Packers week one in Florida, which I believe is their only home game in at least the first three games um because i think sean payton was saying it might be a month until they play at uh, home. until they can go back like at Goodness. all because they're practicing here in dallas right now uh i think they're gonna switch between uh at&t stadium and tcu and various places like that whatever's available that right. week for for now that's what they're doing can you imagine living in a place that is so hurricane concern central central yes that going to florida to play a game right. is a good option is an upgrade <laughs> right like that's just you it know, is north florida so i don't know if that matters as much but i mean the east coast gets rocked yes florida like, does pretty well it just that i mean it's you know and my heart goes out obviously Dude. to louisiana new orleans like i just it's you, every you, year you never want to see it but if there's one place that maybe people just shouldn't live if they have the option to live elsewhere. I mean, it's crazy because right. we have the same conversation a few times a decade. It's like it's- a magnet. I was having this conversation the other day. It's It seems like every hurricane will come up from the Atlantic, yeah. right? And it'll cut through the, the Bahamas or something, cut through the islands. And then as it gets to the Gulf, it just takes like a hard, hard ride because it, because it gets repelled right. by the landmass, right? And, the, never, and and the problem is is that it's still getting pushed to the west from the Atlantic, right? And it gets repelled from the coast of Texas, and then it just hits the mainland. It's everything's between Houston and like Miami, yeah. And then, but most of it's just dead center, and it's like oh, New Orleans, man. Mississippi, just get crushed. They get done. Every they time. get destroyed. They and, and like I don't even say that like lightly. They get destroyed. Yes. They get destroyed. Like this one was not good. Ido just blew through there. And I remember seeing reports early on that it was slowing down. Yeah. As it hit land. And all I thought of was Harvey. Because when it Dude. hit land it just stopped. 
and just and it just hovered. it stayed. It just hovered and flooded everything. And I, I was mean, like, man. So, so I have a friend that lives in East Alabama, Eastern, like Northeast corner Alabama. Right. It rained for 32 straight hours. Yes. And that's like the edge, like farthest east that was really being affected by any of this weather. Yeah. Because these hurricanes span so much uh, so ground. Big. They're so big. Yeah. So even the outside of it are just massive and you get tons of rain. The winds may not be as bad, but yeah. it still affects so many people. And it's like, like New Orleans usually gets like the eye. It feels like the eye always hits New Orleans, Dude. right? And then you just expand like 100 miles wherever. Yeah east west and it's just insane well speaking insane. of people that it's affected you now have Jameis winston making his first home start for the new orleans saints in jacksonville right back in his home state i mean well, what not a, his home state, what an but... interesting matchup though i mean you have the retirement of drew Brees, the coronation mm-hmm. of Jameis winston as next up you have aaron Rodgers, who a couple months ago was not expected to play for the packers right and like all of this is going down in florida right like, what is happening? Yeah, in a different state from where they were expected to play. It's unreal, man. Is that, is that, that's got to be a, maybe like a four o'clock start or something if it's not on NBC or something. The one thing that I actually do want to say about this game, and it, it's not even really like a game preview, but it, it's more so if this sort of thing happened two years ago, it would be shocking. Like, to everyone, mm-hmm. it would be shocking to the players. The product on the field would probably suffer dramatically. But I think on the back end of a COVID season where we had games postponed for eight, nine days, we had bye weeks moved, we've had we had game times switched. Like, I think that you'll actually, I think that there's a built up resistance now to just everything falling apart. Right. And like, I actually expect that to be a phenomenal football game. Whereas it should be. if this happened two, three years ago, I think my, my opinion would have been different. And it's like, oh, like none of this is supposed to be happening. You know, who like the players, they probably were inviting friends and family to the game. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, now those people would have to travel three straight lines to go watch and play. And it's, but I just, I, COVID really did change everything. And it still is. And it might have changed Cam Newton's employment status. It might have, yeah. And the Jaguars even mentioned that. That they, were, that they were considering it, it, it was part that, of the process their vaccination record basically right. or, or lack thereof may was have, a consideration yeah. in terms of whether or not people made the roster and i hate a Meyer, but i understand what he's saying because you, you have to think of it you have to be available you yeah you, well herm edwards yeah your best ability is availability yes whether it's injury whether it's sickness whether it's whatever and if if you are making a decision that puts that in jeopardy at all right or 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 potentially puts it in jeopardy right and it's close they're gonna go with the other guy because if if you have to go into quarantine for what's the rule 10 days 14 if if you're not let's just say two weeks yeah right you can miss two games yeah where if you are vaccinated you might not miss any you might miss a day or two yeah you know and missing two games you know it's like for me having a baseball background it's like who cares right that is 10 to 12% of your NFL season. That's huge. Right? It's like huge. Like two games. Like I'm, I'm just thinking like if you were to miss April 21st and April 22nd and it's right. a road trip and you're facing the White Sox, like who cares? Right? right. But like especially every game in the NFL is so important. Right. That's that's why the product sells so well. 
And if it's your quarterback missing, like we saw with the Broncos last year, not that it would have mattered, but when they had, they literally signed someone from the local, like Jiffy Lube, it was to come play. Basically it was a wide receiver off their practice squad who had started like one college game before moving to like wide receiver. Yeah. Like as a freshman. Yeah. So he hadn't played quarterback in like five years. Not even a Ryan Tannehill. No, no, no. Like type of convert. (laughs) No. No, because at least Tannehill got drafted as a quarterback. Well, yeah. Yeah, this guy was a practice squad wide receiver, and it was just a nightmare. And the Saints basically just walked in there, handed the ball off 80 times, is that, and walked out with a win. Is that actually the worst product it has to be. that we have seen on an NFL field? It has to be. It was kind of exciting. In, in my up. lifetime, at least. Has to be. Other than... Actually, no, I don't even want to say, yeah, in our lifetime, yeah, because they had replacement players in the 80s yeah. for like a couple weeks. Yep. But at least they were like pretty much all replacement players. Yeah. It wasn't one at the most important position in all of sports on one team. <laughs> it was so bad to watch. I felt so bad for him. But leading up to it, it was kind of exciting. Like, what did this guy actually like, you know, overcome there's, there's, all obstacles? But there's there's so much intrigue in it. Yes. Because we've never seen it. Right. We've 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 actually never I mean But now we have. <laughs> to, to me though, this is the equivalent of a major league baseball team having to take the bullpen catcher and start him in game three of the World Series. Right. Like the like the, what do you do? The only other thing I can think of, and this this is way worse. The the quarterback situation is way worse. But occasionally you'll see the emergency goalie in hockey. Yeah. And they have a they have a guy like a Joe Schmo who's like, just like in the locker room, right. he's not even on the bench. Right. He plays in beer league on like yeah. Wednesday nights. Yeah. And he'll be the emergency goalie in case something happens to both goalies. Well, occasionally that guy will get in, but at least they've played goalie. Yes. You know what I mean? And it, yes. they can probably stop a puck or maybe it'll get blocked in front of them. But when you go to play quarterback and haven't played quarterback against NFL defenses, especially the Saints defense, of all defenses <laughs> yeah you're in trouble but it it was insane but we'll, we'll see if that happens again this year because i know guys like Kirk cousins haven't been vaccinated so we'll, well see cole, i know cole beasley but it's not the same position but i know that he's been pretty vocal about it right um but i mean and, and it's only speculation that cam newton's not vaccinated like i don't think that he's come out and said definitively that he's yeah, not i don't know yeah they had like some little mix up on his testing like where he got tested they have yeah. certain protocols of where you can get tested where you send i don't well and so it's, it's it's entirely possible that he that he has chosen not to be vaccinated and it's because he had it last year and so he's just assuming that he has the antibodies and he's assuming that he has like a pseudo vaccination right. already right it's like this word like the science we don't even want to get into the science of it right but do we really know anything about it <laughs> we don't and the delta variant and like who knows right but, but it will affect these teams this year yes it's just a matter of who and how bad and when yes right like it, it seems that it's gonna be more a factor of when than if right like it is going to happen to somebody when and who on your team the who is very important yeah the who is very important so speaking of who you know i I was thinking of other positions that would just be kind of catastrophic if a team lost them is the second most important person the kicker very important but but like so so hear me out kicking is a specific discipline yeah you only have one person on the roster at least skill. at least in quarterback you you typically have two some teams even carry three right it was just the entire broncos quarterback room was yes. out right yeah so all their backups had to be out too but who kicks 
And so this actually brings me to a topic I did not mention to you when we were talking about doing the show, but it seems so relevant now. I saw the Houston Texans doing something that I thought was actually brilliant and is going to change the way that people play the game. What? Justin Reed, safety for the Houston Texans. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Was kicking off. Yeah. How has that not happened before? This is a defensive back. Right. Can save. cover the field, is used to playing zone behind other people. Like, that's right. that's literally what the kicker does. He's playing a zone. Yeah. He's reading the plays it develops. And, he's used and to he is the last line of defense. How how is how have teams not thought of this before? Yeah, teams. It, yeah, if you have a guy that can at least get the ball near the goal line. What year was it that they moved the kickoff forward five yards? Uh, like four or five years ago. They were trying to promote more touchbacks. Yeah, but what they really did was they lowered the skill requirement yes. to be a good kickoff person. Right now they kick it short and go I, make a tackle. I have to imagine that there's at least one or two people on every NFL roster that plays defense in either a linebacker or secondary capacity. Shoot, even offense. That can kick the ball 60 yards in the air from a from a from a tee. It can be offense too because you see running backs and wide receivers on special teams. On special teams. Tight ends sometimes. Yeah. So like but I just I saw that. I if if that is not the norm. Wait, is this legit? Like are they actually doing that? Is that the plan? But that's the thing. Or it should be the plan. They might have mistakenly done it. Right. I don't know. Because that saves a roster spot. But yes. It you is usually so have, brilliant. Usually, although, I don't know. You would still keep a kicker on the roster. Yes, but... And a lot of teams have switched to having their punter take the kickoffs so that their kicker is focused on just kicking the ball a certain way. Right? Like, like that is a growing trend. Is that the kicker is focused on his specific discipline, three-step approach. I don't know if that the would uprise. save a roster spot, though. It doesn't, but what it does is it provides you actual value on the field. Right, okay. Yeah, the guy that. can make a tackle. Right, and he's probably pretty fast. I mean, it <laughs> is it is a highlight. It is Sports Center top 10 material when the kicker pushes someone out of bounds. Right, or gets, imagine, or gets trucked. Imagine Cam <laughs> Chancellor kicking the ball off, and like you have Tavon Austin, right. some like small speedster, Mecole Hardman, right. on return. He's like cutting around a block, and then he just gets trucked by Cam Chancellor. Like, yeah. like in my like, how is this not a thing? It's better it than like having be. a kicker out there because they're not going to make a tackle. Most of them, right? Right. Like, there's the occasional one, and then if they do that try to, contact. if they do try to make the tackle, guess who gets hurt? The kicker, not the ball carrier. The kicker, and now guess who doesn't have a kicker for the rest of the game? The team, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I mean, if you have a guy that can kick it down to the five or the goal line, but that's the great. Thing. They don't even really have to get at that. Like so. But if you can, that's ideal. Kickoffs used to be from the 30. Right. Which means you had to kick the ball 70 yards in the air to get to the goal line. It is a special skill, but one that you can practice. Kickoffs are now from the 35. Yeah. Which means that you can be, let's see, what is 10 divided by 70? It's, I mean, it's one seventh, right? So it's like 13, 14. You you can be 14% worse (laughs) and get the ball inside the five. That's fine. And that's where you want it. Right. Teams are growing trend kicking it high and short yep. because they have less distance to travel to make a tackle playing field position especially when touchbacks were moved up five yards yep. i think that the touchback being moved up actually had a greater impact than the, on than the kickoff than being the kickoff moved. being yeah. moved up 
And I think that both of those things are actually going to have the exact opposite effect on the game from what they were hoping. Because they were hoping for less contact, less kickoffs. And what they're going to get is they're going to get Brian Urlacher kicking the ball 50 yards, and teams are just headhunting on kickoffs. And you can be strategic with it. If if you're playing a team that has a dynamic return guy, then you can bring in your actual kicker. And just kick it away. Boot it out the end zone. Yeah, just send a punter out there to hit hit the upright. Right. Like, you can just boot out the back of the end zone. Then you don't have to worry about, you know, Devin Hester-type people burning you. Exactly. But, yeah, you can play around with it. Yeah, I like that idea. It just, I saw that, and it, it to me, it seemed so brilliant. Yeah. And I... Because I, he made one of the tackles, right? I could not understand why more people weren't already doing that. You know what? You go, Houston. Yes. Look at Houston. They're going to get a win this year. That's going to earn them one win. You say that. But they're so bad. I know. That's they're what's so going to get them a win. He's no. going to cause a fumble on special teams. What's going to get them a win is the fact that they play two games against Jacksonville. That's what's going to get helps, them a win. And I don't know if that'll help. Jacksonville's it helps. Not, Jacksonville's not that good either. Dude, that division's pretty bad. Well, <laughs> the Titans are really good. They're good. They're they're a legit playoff team. I wouldn't say that they're a legit Super Bowl contender quite. The Colts, but, the Colts have a good roster, but their quarterback situation is terrible, which makes them terrible. Where is Jacoby Brissett? Miami. He's with the Dolphins? Yeah. So Fitz went to Washington. Brissett ends up going to Miami. Yeah. And then... And he's not, like, pushing Tua for that starting job. Like he's, I doubt they it. Were brought, no. They brought him in as the backup. Although Flores might go to him in the middle of a game. You never know. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine? He'll definitely probably get some goal line carries, but I don't know. I, I, feel, like, I feel like I don't really have a pulse on how the Miami fan feels about Tua. I don't like either. like that entire situation seems like a mystery to me because I've never seen a team be so careful with a player's development right while like, playing him. <laughs> but that's the thing is like if if you're gonna be that careful and like only opening up two pages of a 15 page playbook right for his first entire season in the league, why not just let him? Sit? Why did you not? Why not just let right? Like you guys were definitely a playoff team with Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? And I just, I don't understand, you know, and I remember Fitzpatrick had that moment at the press conference where he was like, you know, I really thought that this was my team. I really thought that this was my year to do something, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, I feel, I feel for him and I hope that he does well in Washington, but I've never seen a team actually build a quarterback from the ground up the way that the Dolphins are. And like, I don't even know if defensive coordinators in that division or in the AFC around the league I don't think they have any idea what to expect from Miami in terms of what are they going to even allow? Because most of the time, the conversation is, well, what are teams asking their quarterbacks to do? Right. But in this case, it feels like, well, what is Miami allowing Tua to do? Right. Because that might be advantage them the first couple weeks. It could be. And then if it works out, it's just so weird. They, They better get off to a hot start then because if teams don't know what's coming... You got to take advantage of it, and then if it's not working, then it's not gonna work, and then you're one in four or something to start the year. I think they'll be pretty good, but yeah, you never know when Jacoby Brissett just comes in in the middle of the third quarter to try to save the game. Well, I mean, to save the game, he might be their goal line quarterback. Yeah, that might right? be his only role. He but... might he might be a short yardage package guy, right? But that might be like a continuous throughout the season, like right? Because he's fine. he's a solid quarterback. Yeah. And He's he, a legit NFL player. And that, that's what he did last year in Indy with Phillip Rivers yeah. starting. So, But 
it's interesting to have a guy with that much experience be the backup of Tua. <laughs> I know. So we'll see, man. Well, and, and it's Tua, hard to get a pulse on Brian Flores. And Tua is actually who I was thinking of specifically when I said that Cam Newton might still be the second best quarterback in the AFC East. Right. Right. Because like we don't know. You we don't know it. what you're getting out of Zach Wilson. He he's look he looks electric, but is he good? Right. And like Tua, we have no idea what he is. And the only thing that we know about Tua is he's lefty. Right. It's the only thing that we know. And the reason why Cam has trouble finding a starting job is because there's always so many young quarterbacks. Yeah. And you're, they're always going to get the look first. Like, even if these teams would like him as a backup. like Yeah. I actually had this conversation last year when Cam Newton signed, you know, for like almost nothing to go to New England. And it was, how many teams do you think? You know, and it was a speculative conversation, but how many teams do you think are even considering signing Cam Newton right now? I thought of like three. The Colts, the not Redskins, <laughs> <laughs> the football team, <laughs> and uh, ah, who was the other one? I'm blanking on who it was, but those were the like the first two that came. Oh, the Eagles, maybe. Yeah, just because well, they just traded for Gardner Minshew. Oh, yay! <laughs> I saw I saw the most interesting. It was a blind comparison, and it was just from stats over the last two seasons. Right, because that's when Gardner Minshew has been playing, and that's so. And the blind comparison was that in like touchdown to interception ratio, passing yards per game, completion percentage, you know, kind of basic stats, nothing advanced, but basic stats. He is very, very close to Baker Mayfield. Hmm. Very close. I'm talking like you would not be able to tell the stat lines apart. Right. And the fact that jacksonville who lucked into gardner Minshew and lucked into james robinson in consecutive drafts right they didn't even draft one of them but they have they were trying to move on from both while they are re- like what are you doing like like there is nothing well, that I mean, has you can get rid of Minshew. there like... is nothing that has shown me that trevor lawrence is a better nfl quarterback than gardner Minshew yet well he hasn't played a game he's played in the preseason yeah but I mean, lit up the Cowboys, but that's not saying much. But my point is that Gardner Minshew has lit up teams in games that count. He's also not with a lit worse up roster, teams. and well, he has also looked very pedestrian. But even even if even okay, so I don't agree with that. But even if I did, like you're still going to give the nod to the younger guy and the draft capital that you spent on him. And it goes back to how many teams are even considering Cam Newton, right? And like the and and th- this goes back to you will find reasons to like someone you will look for reasons not to like someone else. And if he doesn't sign the next week, it might take an injury to get him somewhere. This is talking Cam? Yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, I'm two or three maybe, realistically, because I'm sure he wants to start somewhere. Why wouldn't he? Everybody wants to start. And so I think those two or three are kind of like the options. But we'll see. I guess we'll see. It's crazy, man. Might, well, like, if he's not signed by opening day, it's going to take an injury. So... In your experience of watching the NFL, when there is the, the the deepest quarterback talent that you've seen, there's still five to ten teams without a good one, right? Easily. And so do, do you have any reason to believe that that number is less this year? No. And, but and, a lot of them are rookies or young quarterbacks that you don't really know. There were know. five quarterbacks taken in the top 15. Right. And we've talked about quarterbacks 
and where they get drafted before. And it bothers me. Yeah. Because the only thing that you do as the Jacksonville Jaguars, when you draft Trevor Lawrence number one overall, and then you draft a third round running back in the end of the first round, is the only thing that you do is you do everything that you can to set him up to fail. And when he fails over the course of three years because he has no talent around him, you're just going to take the next quarterback at number three overall, and then Trevor Lawrence is going to go somewhere else. It's a Cleveland syndrome. It's Cleveland. It's the Jets. Yep. I mean, I think of Sam Darnold. Like, what happens if Sam Darnold hits in Carolina? Like, how do the Jets look? Yeah, they look terrible, but it's also like every every person, every player needs that situation to pan out for them. It's got to be the perfect match with the coach, with the team, with the system. A lot of these guys, you know, you have the few, the Peyton Mannings of the world, where they'll thrive probably regardless. I mean, think about this. And I don't offer this information as a slight, but we have never seen Patrick Mahomes without the fastest receiver in the league and the best tight end in the league and one of the top five offensive minds in the league. Yeah. And it's like, I did not think that he was going to work in the NFL. I didn't either. I actually kind of infamously said, I thought Chad Henney was going to be the starter by week seven. As a Bronco fan, I wasn't worried one bit on draft day. <laughs> right? But Not one bit. But Patrick Mahomes has one of the best coaches in the league, one of the fastest receivers in the league, mm-hmm. and the undisputed best tight end in the league and a year of just sitting and learning, which I love. I love the learning and sitting. And it works for some, maybe it doesn't work for well, others. But, but but I can't even I can't even say that I love it, right? Because we've seen it work in all situations. Right. Where a team drafts someone at the top, they they are the starter from the moment that they get drafted and they don't pan out. Right. Or a team drafts someone in the fourth round and he's like barely gonna make the roster and then everyone gets hurt in front of him and then right. he's amazing and he's a pro bowler. Right. And so like Maybe I, I, maybe I oversell the ones that I'm thinking of that work that way. Probably. Because it worked for Romo. Yes. It worked for Rodgers. Yeah. It worked for Mahomes. Mahomes. Probably the two best quarterbacks in the league right now. Well, one won MVP. Yeah. One's been to two straight Super Bowls. So well, maybe, Rogers, maybe that's where I go. Didn't Rodgers sit for like three years, though? Yeah, yeah. Multiple years. Yeah. But, I mean, like, for a guy that fell to 24, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, I don't know. Maybe it helped him. Maybe maybe he would have just stepped right in and killed it. Who Who knows? But it, we will it's, never know. It's very interesting the way quarterbacks work and don't work or work and then still don't work. I just I feel like you can what what you can do and maybe this is what teams avoid and maybe they're just two steps ahead of me. But what you can do is you can spend a couple of years decent, a five to seven win team with a makeshift quarterback room mm-hmm. and then you trade up and you get the guy. That's where once the Broncos you, are. Right once now. you have the team built, you have a defense you feel like can contend. You have offensive weapons that you feel like are solid and you're going to have mm-hmm. for the next couple of years. So you have consistency. You have some place that you're actually starting from and you're not just lost in the woods. Like you have a path. You, yes. have, you have started the path and the last piece that you need is the quarterback. I, and I think that the best case of that is Russell Wilson. Of like yes, he that, stepped in and he said that that was the year. If you remember, they threw fifteen million dollars at Matt Flynn in the yeah. offseason, oh, yeah. and and he was their quarterback. And they just took a flyer on a third rounder from Wisconsin who played at NC State, and is like, is he? They, they did not have any plans of him starting, right? But he won the job. Yep, and the rest is history. And guess what? He was a day one starter. Yep, 
and he took them to the Super Bowl in year two. Like so, so I don't want to. I just I feel like so often we play the revisionist history of like this worked, therefore it was the process. And like you know, one of the first things that we talked about was it's like an NBA superstar. There's not a whole lot I don't think that the team can do to help someone who's capable of getting to that level mm-hmm. get to that level outside of just make sure that the team around them is appropriate. Right. Because it's going to be up to them to use the pieces. Green. And, you know, NFL quarterback, to your point, it's the most position, most important position in American pro sports. And you know, the hardest. One of. I, I will say it's the hardest. The hardest? You got to know everything. You got to know every little thing. You got to know everybody's responsibility within each play. Yeah. Whereas your position players mainly just have to know where they're going to be, what they're going to do. You got to know everything. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to know. You're the on-field coach. Yeah. It's like you're the, you're the Mike linebacker of the offense. And you're in charge of changing stuff, not changing stuff. It's it's a lot to learn in a short amount of time. Yeah. Especially in their first year. So that's why I think I like guys sitting and learning and yeah. seeing everything through it through a different lens maybe or from afar and then you can kind of play it in your head like oh okay that's what happened there here's where stuff went wrong and then when you get in there you you kind of know better but it, it's a tough job it is so hard and that's why a lot of quarterbacks don't work out i think that's something that goes overlooked in this case specifically is college playing experience like a guy like Peyton Manning was a four-year starter right. at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck started from day one at Stanford. Yep. Trevor Lawrence, here's a here's right. a here's a check in his box for him. He started from day one at Clemson. Yep. He's three a three-year year. starter. And so, you know, not that all snaps are created equal, right? But snaps are snaps. Yeah, and they're reps. You either have them or you don't. And so, and like ma- a like a Trubisky started like one year. You know, what a guys like that. You you hear it all the time. Like, oh, they've only played 14 games. Or I really don't want to rant about this, but I really want to rant about this. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Well, there will be more Bills games. Maybe Josh Allen will get hurt. How do you trade up? <laughs> one spot. In a draft with one legitimate first round quarterback. And it's Deshaun Watson. He was the only one in that draft that was a hands down, surefire first round pick. Only quarterback in that draft. Yeah. When the Chiefs traded up for Mahomes, it was not a a consensus like, oh, this is a great move. Right. It kind of shocked everybody. And when the Bears traded up for Trubisky in the Deshaun Watson draft, and now now we can play revisionist history and be like, oh, Deshaun Watson's a sleazebag off the field. Look at all the trouble he's gotten in. The Houston Texans can't get rid of him fast enough. Like, they won't, but yeah. and, and But, like, you can play revisionist history and say, oh, well, maybe the Bears were better off taking Trubisky because now they've got the next guy, Fields, and they might not have been positioned to do that if they had taken Watson, <laughs> right. right? Like, you can't do that, right? You have, right. To, you have to go back to that moment in time when there was one quarterback coming out of college that was, like, definitely a first-round pick. Was a stud. And he didn't even go in a single-digit pick number. And he played multiple years at Clemson. Won a championship. Yeah, that's a rough one for the Bears to swallow for sure. Gosh. And they're they're going to hold that one for a long time. And now I think what they're doing is they're projecting onto Justin Fields 
what Deshaun Watson was. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's fair to Fields because we've even mentioned tonight that like I don't think he's ready to start in the NFL. That that doesn't mean that he's not a better option than Andy Dalton in terms of like chance to win games. But I don't think that he's ready to start in the NFL because he has shown a lack of awareness on some pretty big things. And he's a quick learner, but like you can't take you can't take a, a front side blitzer to the nose. <laughs> and and you certainly can't do it repeatedly. Right. Because you're just you're not gonna be healthy enough to play at a certain point. And Hey, Trubisky made a Pro Bowl. <laughs> Can we not talk about that? The Pro Bowl is so stupid. The number of people that actually make it each year. So dumb. All the replacements and the accolades that people get based like on... seven NFC Pro Bowl quarterbacks. Right, yeah, because none of yeah. them go or they're in the Super Bowl or whatnot. They're hurt, you know, quotation marks. Something that I did actually think of mentioning earlier, and this is... It, it's only related to quarterbacks... And I'm assuming he made the Pro Bowl that year, but I don't actually know. But we were talking about Nathan Peterman throwing five interceptions and a half. And I was thinking the other end of the spectrum was Nick Foles throwing seven touchdowns in 36 minutes. Yes. You remember that? Yes. Chip Kelly. Yes. 2013 maybe. And they were winning by so much that he just, he didn't play. Right. Could have thrown eight or nine. Easily. They were dominating that it was the middle of the third quarter you know what and he, he threw a seventh touchdown nick Foles, super bowl mvp and tied for most touchdown passes in an nfl game hall of fame hall of fame <laughs> just put him in hall of fame dude i tell you what he, he he should be in the philly hall of fame dude for sure like he's like a legend there for now he like forever yeah like it, it will not go away nick Foles, especially now that he's not even there yeah because he can't like screw it up that's true that's so, true i mean recency bias right? right like if if he played the way he did in chicago in philly <laughs> right or jack he would lose whatever yeah he would lose the graces but probably but yeah he's i think peyton threw seven and drew Brees might have thrown seven as well in a game in one game yeah i think they're the three that are tied for the most <laughs> drew Brees, peyton manning nick Foles. nick Foles. which one stands out <laughs> uh it's clearly peyton manning because of that forehead yes although i think the tallest of those three is actually nick Foles. oh for sure for sure he's so tall and i want to say Foles and breeze went to the same high school i think they both went to westlake high school did they really i think so that's amazing it's like a factory down there but yes i think they went to the same high school now that i think about it yeah transfer your kid to westlake they're both from texas the most touchdowns in an nfl game ever texas has a lot of starting random fact texas has a lot of starting starting quarterbacks in the nfl so did nc state well no no no. i mean from the state of texas yeah like high school players i know i know but not the university but like one or two of them actually went to a texas college <laughs> yeah it's so dumb they all went to like sec schools they go to oklahoma dude whatever the state of texas has been getting its top football talent poached for years it's sad and it's i don't think it's stopping anytime soon i think that you know and this if something if you do even do want to talk about it but oklahoma and the university of texas moving to the sec oh, in a couple know. of years oh we can we can dive out into that later for yeah, sure i just i feel like part of that is that they want to they want they're fighting back and they want to tap into the southeast market 
mean, all about money. Yeah, it's all, all about money. money. Yeah, they they weren't making the money that they wanted to make in the Big Twelve, and so the Big Twelve is now the Big Six. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they can. It's really like the Big Three. Even if, even if, I mean, I'm sure they're making decent money, but if they can make more money, they're going to. Everybody's going to. They're it. going to. Everybody. Yeah. Good stuff. You got anything else? Well, in terms of general sports conversation, we could just go on forever. Yes. But to your point, we do have to end at some point. And so the only the only other thing that I thought about talking about, um, which it's not really related to the NFL, but this is something that I wanted to throw out there, is it, it it's tanking in general, right? Because okay. what what we see in the NFL is teams are tanking for quarterbacks, but they don't have the team built, right? But in other sports, you know, what you're tanking for is a little bit less defined, right? Like you're tanking for the hope of just getting a great player. Right. Especially in the NBA. Yes. And so well, pretty much just the NBA. Yeah. Maybe MLB a little bit, but. Well, but that's the thing, you know, and this was the point I was going to make about, about Major League Baseball. Teams do not tank in Major League Baseball for draft position. The draft is a joke. All of the best players in the league are late first-round picks or 13th-round picks or 14th-round picks or 7th-round picks. Like It's very random. Carlos Correa is one of the few. Bryce Harper is another mm-hmm. one. Steven Strasburg, yep. number one overall picks that made it big. Chris Bryant did not go number one. He did not go number two. Mark Appel went number two. Yeah, Who's Mark Appel, you might ask? <laughs> go look him up. <laughs> yeah, but, like, a... but my philosophy is that in order to win 100 games, you have to be willing to lose 100 games. And it's not for draft position. It's because you have to be willing to be bad enough as a roster that you give Major League experience Mm -hmm. to players who otherwise would not deserve it. And just the fact that they've played a season in the bigs makes them more valuable in trades. Because trades, 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 trades. That is where dynasties are built. Yep. The Chiefs did not draft Patrick Mahomes with their draft pick. They made a trade. Mm-hmm. And it could be trading for a stud, or it could be trading a stud for multiple prospects. Like, kind of works both ways. I mean, I think back to the 90s Cowboys dynasty. How did it get started? Yeah, Herschel Walker. They traded one player, and they got back, like, nine. Yes. Because of all the conditional draft picks. They got players and picks. The picks turned into, like, Emmett Smith. Yeah. And they already had Troy Aikman at number one because yeah. they were so bad. And it completely changed yeah. everything. But, but th- this is this is kind of what I'm getting at is the where a player is drafted is significantly less important than what the player does in the NFL. Obviously. We all know that. But do we really understand it? Because here we have Cam Newton, who was a number one overall pick. Mm-hmm by a different franchise yep. getting ousted because the Patriots are looking to find a reason to like the 15th overall pick that they just took. Right. And so it's like it, where players drafted is much less important. And I mean, we think back to, was it the 2011 draft where if you didn't take a quarterback, that was the Cam Newton draft. Yes. It was. Cam Newton went number one. And then beyond Cam Newton, if you did not take a quarterback, you took a potential Hall of Famer you for the next did. fifteen picks. Pretty much, yeah. If you, yeah, if you didn't take a quarterback, because I think the next quarterback, I'd have to look at my notes. It's like Jake Locker at eight. Was was that the um, was that his Jake draft? Locker at ten? Uh, Christian Ponder at eight. Uh, yeah, it was, there was, and there was someone else taking it like 
15 or 16, yeah. so, I think. Yeah, pretty much the only whiffs were quarterbacks in that draft. Yeah. And it was just... Julio Jones. Stud after stud. It was... J.J. Watt. A.J. Green. A.J. Green. Vaughn Miller. Yes. Like, and those were just in the top... Patrick Peterson. Yeah, those were top five. It was like, it went Cam, Vaughn, I think A.J. Green went third. No, no, no. I think third was maybe Marcel Darius for the Bills. Yeah. Which was still a good pick. Not quite up to level, but he was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was A.J. Green, Patrick Peterson. Even J.J. Watt went 11th. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> J.J. Watt was not a top 10 pick. Julio went wherever, 7, 8. I don't remember where he went. Um, it was the most ridiculous draft I've ever seen. And the only whiffs were quarterbacks. Yep. After Newton. Yes. So... Because Cam, I mean, I would say Cam was a hit. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That was a draft hit. Oh, he took sure. He took the team to the Super Bowl. He won an MVP. Yeah. And just injuries got him. Yeah. But and, and a lot of that can be attributed to the play style. Right. Yeah. Taking hits, all the rushing touchdowns. Even on his touchdowns, he's getting hit going into the end what's, zone. What's crazy is that Cam Newton was drafted 10 years ago. And he wasn't even a starter for all 10 years because of injury. Right. And he already has the record for the most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback. That's crazy. In what basically accounts for like seven full seasons. Right. Seven or eight full seasons. He he has the most rushing touchdowns for a quarterback. Maybe maybe this is attributes to team success within the front office too, within scouting. Who has the GM or the coach's ear? Who do they trust? Who knows? Like, hey, it's not the sexy pick. It's the Zach Martin over Johnny Manziel. Yeah. It's not the sexy pick, but man, it is hundred percent the right pick and this yeah. guy's a stud yeah the fans won't care because he's a lineman can we get over like people don't like offensive linemen going in the first round if, it, if he's good he's good and like <laughs> there is nobody more important on a football team in my opinion than the quarterback and number two is your five linemen <laughs> right because got to protect him. because if you do not win the line of scrimmage right you will not win the football game no your quarterback can't do anything and then you'll blame the quarterback for sucking and it's it, like well what is he supposed to do it's joe burrow getting crushed last year and tearing his acl if, if i had a bad football team and this will be my final thought if i had a bad football team every first and second round pick for the next three seasons is an offensive lineman yeah. Period. As long as you feel like that's a good value for where you're picking. End of story. Yeah. Period. And here's specifically, here's why. Because as long as those guys are on the team for the three seasons that we talked about, three three year plan. Right. They will be on a rookie contract. None of them are getting paid ma- massive money. You will have money in free agency. So what you have done is you have strengthened your offensive line which gives you a significantly better chance to compete in football games because that's what it, that's what it comes down to. Right. It comes down to being a competitive product. So you have you have greatly increased your chance to compete in football games. Over 3 years, you have money to spend in free agency to attack any major holes on your roster. And then then you draft the quarterback. And you might hit on a Richard Sherman in the 6th round right. or an Antonio Brown in the 6th round. Or maybe or a Dak Prescott in the 4th round. You might luck into your quarterback. Right. Who knows? You might have a Peyton Manning situation, and he comes to town, or Aaron Rodgers. Quarterback, and here's you know? the thing, do quarterbacks are more available than people think they are. Right. Like, like there, there's this narrative out there that, like, you can't find a quarterback. And the ego comes into play. You can be like, hey, you're the missing piece. Like, this is about you type of thing. Yeah. And you can sell them you on that. You can sell it. And then they're like, you know what? Yeah, it is. 
I am that guy. I am that guy. I can be that guy. You know, I've won a Super Bowl. I can go be that guy. Just draft the offensive line, please. Please, God, draft the offensive offensive line, man. And then you know, someone's gonna say, "What about Andrew Thomas?" It's like, well, you might miss one, right? But that's that's the reason why you draft six. I feel like linemen though have the least potential for bus. There are some. There's definitely going to be some. Yeah. But you see it a lot with quarterbacks, and then like other positions, kind of less and less and less. But I feel like linemen is usually they're at least average. Yeah. For the most part. And I I feel like and I could be I honestly I could be completely wrong on this. I'll plead ignorance. I feel like you can draft a center and put him at guard. I feel like you can draft a guard and put him at right tackle. Like it is not Maybe. an maybe. Ex- but 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 like it's not an exclusive position. Like Lyle Collins was a left guard who is now a good right tackle. Yeah. And he would have been good at left guard, right? But like the point is is that yeah. you're not expecting them to be the end product on day 1. You give them a couple of years, they can figure out how to play right tackle. They can fi- And so like I think it's center and guard maybe. I don't know about swinging them out to tackle cuz you have like a Connor Williams. That dude's not a tackle. He can't play tackle. Yes. And they tried to move him to center. Now, guard to center but once you, is way different yes. than center to guard. But once you get five six seven of those guys on your team you will figure out how they play with each other and that greatly informs your decision of how you actually want to build your line right that that that's how you want to build your line you'll figure it out as you go mm-hmm. anyway draft offensive line stop yep. wasting protect the third overall pick on a quarterback you got to protect your big time investments andrew luck have to yep and he lit- retired when he was 29 years old Yep, they get hurt couldn't stay healthy and cam newton just... injuries off the team maybe out of the league now yeah it's unfortunate but some of these teams know how to do it and they're the ones that are successful for 20 years <laughs> so a lot of these teams will look at that and you you think it's a copycat league but then some ways it's not <laughs> what about you i guess there's no one like like you said earlier there's no one way to do it i guess there is no one way to do it, but what about you? There might be a better way. Do what? you have any final thoughts, conclusions for us? No, man. I thought it was a good first episode. Good little good little test run here. The thing is, is like when we start talking... We talk. We talk. And sometimes we get off topic, and I apologize for that. That's <laughs> mainly me. I like to rant. I like to ramble. I go on tangents. But what I was going to say is we talk for a long time, and I don't realize how much time has elapsed. Yeah. It's been an hour and a half. It has. Which... You know, we had a good chip segment, though. So I'll give it that. Chip. We hit the uh, chips. You and see, the- and, and so you said chip right there, and I was thinking Chip Kelly, because we talked about him. <laughs> yeah, it comes full circle to Nick Foles and how he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> oh, goodness. Nick Foles, Philly Hall of Fame. Yeah, what a legend. But yeah, our chip to Waffle seg- or Waffle House segment. Good good deal, fantasy football. Take the ACT. Do it. You lose your fantasy you league, Just take the it. ACT. You know what? You don't lose it. Do it. Take the citizenship Just, test. Yes, become a citizen. <laughs> All right. That's our send-off. I think we're done. <laughs> we are totally done. We are so far off topic. Thank that, you so much for yeah, listening. If you be... made it if you made it this far, you're a real one. Yeah. Yeah, you are the real one. You're you're the you might be the only one. Uh, <laughs> That's what I meant when I said one. <laughs> All right, that'll wrap it up for us on this episode. We will catch you guys next week. Until next time. Peace.